You're listening to Falling for Stories, an independent podcast bringing unheard, original literary works and sounds to your headphones. Today's story is definitely for mature audiences only, as it contains references to domestic and alcohol abuse. From the foyer of an everyday suburban townhouse to the walls of a basement rec room, the story is titled Smashed Lover by Josh Ackerman. The last time I came home to my husband, I'd brought groceries into our duplex townhouse on my own. Brown paper bags crinkled as I hung the house keys at the front door. Floorboards creaked underneath as I slipped off my shoes. The door nudged me and I jiggled it closed. It sprung open, so I slammed it shut. Distant laughter came from our shared basement where our neighbor watches TV. The two men, the neighbor and my husband, used to be close friends. They'd watch movies together in that basement rumpus room. Looking around the living room, I saw a shredded Polaroid picture of the two of them. A picture of the fellas hammering our downstairs makeshift bar together. The photograph was torn into frayed pieces and scattered across our hardwood floors leading into our kitchen. Like rose petals scattered by a lover leading you into the bedroom. I'd been gone an entire weekend staying at my sister's place. The shredded picture made me wonder what those fellas had gotten up to, and how many beer cans we'd be recycling on that Tuesday. I walked into the vacant kitchen carrying those heavy grocery bags. The refrigerator clicked, then hummed as I opened it. On its shelves sat three beers attached to a set of plastic rings that once belonged to a six-pack. I took the egg carton from the paper grocery bag on the floor, then slid it into the fridge, then slid in the milk. Broccoli and carrots I put into the crisper. The last thing I grabbed was the ground beef. It had thawed into a squishy brick. Tiptoeing over to the basement door, I tried not to wake my husband. He was probably in the upstairs bedroom sleeping off a hangover. I twisted the door open and saw the dark, narrow, wooden staircase leading into the shared basement space. I flicked the light switch, but the bare bulb above me remained dead. One of the fellas may have left it on all weekend again, burning out the bulb. Laughter echoed up the stairs, then it burst into muffled screams. Our neighbor must have been watching a horror film. Walking down the stairs, I was greeted by a new renovation done to our basement that I'd never seen before. Drywall now divided our usually shared space from the neighbor's side. Slinking down the stairs through the slender light path streaming from the kitchen, I then saw the blood-soaked sledgehammer leaning against the freezer. I rushed over to it, heart pounding, and saw that stuck to its handle was another Polaroid picture. 
a picture of one man trapping another man, who looked to be sleeping inside the drywall. From the photo, I couldn't tell which one was my husband or our neighbor. I didn't believe it. It had to be a fake image. Or the guys were playing a prank on me. Then I heard a screaming from the wall which turned into thumping. I wandered past the freezer chest as I let go of the thawed ground beef pack. It hit the cold concrete floor with a squishy thud. The wall thumped, and with each knocking sound coming from it, my heart beat faster. I snuck over to the foreign wall as if it were a dangerous, living thing, and I pressed myself against it, first with my hand. The drywall felt dusty and cold to the touch. In the dark room, I saw one final picture taped to the middle of the wall, and in it, I squinted through the dim light at the image of our neighbor and me, sitting on the basement stools, kissing. I put my ear to the thumping wall, and somewhere inside it I could hear it whisper my name. Clinging to it, I froze, as if anyone watching me would leave if I just kept still. That thumping wasn't coming from a TV on the neighbor's end. I had to believe the photos. Someone was stuck inside that wall. I ran to the sledgehammer, and hefting it over my shoulder, I shouted to the voice behind the wall, Move back! I swung the thing using my entire body weight, hitting the plaster. A big gaping hole in the wall ate the head of the sledge. Wooden splinters flew from where I hit the internal frame. The hole crumbled away into a bigger one so I could see the other side. A puffed and swollen eye rose up, and it plugged the hole. It gazed back at me. Then it fell away into the space between the wall as the person inside collapsed. Stay down, I shouted, then whacked at the drywall until a man-sized gap formed like the mouth to a cave. A severely beaten man, with pink swelling skin like pounded meat slumped into me. His fingers squished between mine like jelly. His teeth smashed out. He sucked in a wheezing breath and it whistled between his broken incisors. I could barely tell who this man was, but the smell of his sweat told me that this was my secret boyfriend, our neighbor. The upstairs floorboards creaked above us like they were alive and telling us to run. And for the last time since my husband's previous drinking binge, I pulled out my cell phone and called the police on him. And we hid in the dark, stifling our breathing sounds until we heard sirens. Take a breath. If you haven't yet. <laughs> I know how suspense can cause me to hold my breath. You've been listening to Falling for Stories. Thank you for taking the time to join us for this episode. Little fun fact, this was actually the second episode 
that we recorded. If you want to hear more stories like this, you can follow us online at, at Falling for Stories and visit us at fallingforstories.com where we post all of the words and sounds that you heard today. The Falling for Stories podcast is produced by Josh Ackerman and Jeremiah Ackerman. This episode was written by Josh Ackerman. Editing, engineering, and original score by Jeremiah Ackerman. Join us next time for another very different story.